Are we, is that good for sound? So I was... Actually, I'm not going to start with the word so. It's not beginning with the word so. Sorry. When people begin a sentence with so, it's annoying. I was sitting in the, in the public. <laughs> I know I shouldn't emphasize I either. That's definitely the intro for episode three. <laughs> this is basic plucking or the Staunton lick. So... So then. So, um, so tell me, how, how did the story unfold? Let's pick things up where we left off last time. There's just a little concern, uh, which is that I think already some people, they think we only talk about animals. On this no, program. they don't. They do. At least 14 people. They said that. No, it's not about animals. We've crossed, we've covered everything. Well, the first episode was about animals. Yeah, well, that was the first, yeah, the first, you've got to have A first. That's all about animals, about wasps, yeah. frogs and toads. Mm-hmm. But then we moved, second episode was more, oh, the dogs was big, was big on. So, do you see what I mean? People, yeah, are, and, no, and, then, and then we didn't help things by calling the whole thing menagerie, did we? No, we but we ha- were thinking of names when we were making the first episode, which was all about animals. Yeah, I know, I know. We, okay, <laughs> this is the problem, we but, need to let's find. Let, we'll but, draw we'll a line. Say, what we need to do: two episodes. Then we've got our fan base, and they're loyal. Yeah, rabidly loyal. We just need to, you know, let them know. Now we're gonna just we're just gonna broaden it out. I've actually just th- if we're gonna move on from animals, I've got yep. a few ideas for what we could do if we're no longer doing animals. Just broadening the appeal. Broadening the appeal, I've got some great talking points here. Okay. First is annoying habits that we all, some people might have. That's, that's I don't know. Okay. Um, the second I've got is the nation's favourite breakfast. We get people to call and say what they have for breakfast in the morning. You know, mm. they just say, here's what I have. And then, you know, people have all sorts of, we can find out what the most commonly eaten thing in the morning you, is. Have you got any other? Yes, I've got palindromes. We have, a, I do some palindromes and they can go up to four sentences long, some of the ones I've got. And then I've got just little anecdotes from people that, from the gardening centre that they have. I thought we could... I was thinking maybe we could talk about the kind of possible and probable theoretical kind of standpoints from which one can or cannot say that things exist or were or were not created. So sort of ontology. Why are things... How... Just really... Just the fundamentals, maybe... Okay, well, I think that you know, annoying habits is part of that, and as is yeah, no, obviously, I mean, everything's part of and that. And then no one can say that we're being too niche there, because you know, no one's going to say, "Oh, we're making this weird podcast." No one's going to you know listen to it. No one's going to pick it up commercially. And I, okay, well, you want what's more commercially viable than everything? What is ontology? Let me give you a general introduction to the word and the concept. What exists? What is real? Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh, Sa- Sam. Hey, oh, how are you doing? Yeah, no, good, man. Sorry, I didn't. Am I sorry? Am I interrupting something? Uh, no, actually, no. Me and Rob just finished. He's actually just popped out. Are you? Are you? Are you recording? Uh, I think. The, well, the, 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 the stuff's always on, basically. Yeah, we just oh, leave wow. it running. It's a proper studio. And well, we sort of for each for each one hour. That's probably about four days of, of raw footage that Jake has to go through. Is this for? Um, yeah, no, I'm good, man. Is this for? Mena- we have doing menagerie. Yeah, for menagerie. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, man, yeah. I, I really like it. It's really yeah, funny. Thanks. I thanks like your kind of animal stuff. It's not just about animals, but yeah. It's, it, I mean, yeah. I can understand why you think that. The animal. The, po- the, it's the animal podcast. Don't. 
it's a it's a menagerie can kind of it, it mainly means animal I don't you know don't worry about it. No, that, I just think that you guys have like it's really I listen to a lot, I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's really good to have like an animal one on because it's really funny and I like animals so. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there's animals certainly feature and stuff. It's just it's not exclusively about yeah. animals. So it's, called, it's, called mena- it's called menagerie, though, isn't it? So. Yeah, I, I, I've actually. Well, I was actually thinking of kind of what other stuff maybe could be talked about that was interesting, and I did draw up a list. No, I think you and Rob are just really good at the animal material. Well, well, hear me out on this one, Sam. Hear me out. These are all things we could talk about because we're not talking about animals. And actually, you know, Rob was really not keen on that because he was saying, we, you know, we should talk about like really important stuff that isn't animals. But I was actually wondering, because he's gone, if you wouldn't mind talking about these things with me. Um, what, what do you have for breakfast normally of a, of a morning? What do you have? It va- va- really varies. What, what's your favourite breakfast day? Probably a boiled egg. This is so fun already. Uh, Tom, uh- Jake, is Rob around to come back in? Or? Uh, Rob's not going to be back for a Rob! Bit. Rob! Pa- okay, the palindrome section is great. I've got one that's very long. two More than two words long palindrome. What, what is it? Race car. That's, that is two words. There's longer ones that I've written down, but they're in my other book. Okay. Um, Tom, I really just... No, I'm not... Uh, I want you to take this as a compliment, but... Um, the yeah. animal stuff is really good. Like really good. Like really, I think that's that you've got something there. Mm. And breakfast is um, really not good. Well, it depends on what you're having, doesn't it? It depends how tasty it is. Yeah, I didn't really mean it like that, but I think I know what you meant. Yeah, I think I know exactly. what I think we should talk more about the gardening centre. Right, because I was under the yeah. Okay, the garden centres. Yeah, I always I've, think. Yeah, you know I say something. Something's funny if it happens, but they, do you know what they're saying? It's even funnier if it happens. If it happens in, in a garden centre, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what they yes. Say. No, I've never been in a garden centre. So, what about funny stories from the gardening centre doors? Really, don't think that's going to be the good. bit of street outside home base. No, I think that's... anecdotes from the pavement. I really think that's not a good way to take the podcast. So, you think that these conversation topics are not Bad. what we should have for episode three? Bad. Uh, no, I would say not. Not in any. What well, episode four? But I wouldn't want to impose my own. I'm. I didn't even. I just stumbled in here. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely not. Yeah, De- definitely not, Tom. Okay. Well, I guess. It, so I feel that are you are you okay? No, I'm. No, it's just that uh, I'm trying to do something new with the form, and then. A load of people just took a great big shit on me, you know? I, I just think that the list you've come up with there, really interesting, uh, except for just maybe too petty for a kind of... In the particular is found the universal, Sam. Uh, there is, yes, that is true, but these particular things are extremely bad, though. Right, okay. Um, well, uh, Rob was saying something that maybe in episode three we should move away from animals, but instead of this we should talk about... Like spirituality, God, and that kind of thing, and like spirituality. He was that saying was, that. That was would, Rob who came up with that. He came up with that. I, I pitched the palindromes at him, but he, yeah, he he was he was keen on the spiritual thing. I think that's a really fantastic idea. I'm actually. Let's talk about that. Reality exists regardless of a human observer. On the other hand, the human mind and the consciousness are more real than the material things. I've personally been confirmed to the Church of England. Um, Congratulations! Thanks. Yeah, on the on the heaven guest list, as it were, uh, by writing on the Facebook Bubbly wall. table. Bubbly table. <laughs> VIP. Uh, yeah, Grey Goose. Early um, entry. Well, I hope not. I sincerely late entry. I hope for you. I remember there was a series of classes as a result, and 
it was delivered, uh, these classes were done by a very, very, very kind uh, Anglican vicar um, called Lindsay. Um, we would be slowly growing theologically until we got there. But an important part they always say for these kinds of things is that you've got to manage expectations. Oh, definitely. And I, so I remember the very first lesson, she said, okay, you're all here. Just before we go on, I want you to know I'm not going to be able to bring God here in a jar. But I just thought that was uh, yeah, quite a beautiful thing to say, actually. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the confirmation class. Uh, I'm, I'm not telling you uh, what to believe. I'm just helping you find out what's true to you. Uh, some of you might be wondering who I am, uh, which is a question I uh, ask myself a lot. Uh, well, imagine a flock of sheep, okay? And uh, Now imagine that, that one sheep is chosen by, by all the other sheep through a representative synod of, of sheep to be the sheep who takes spiritual and pastoral care of all the other sheep, okay? So I am that sheep. And uh, with that in mind, uh, let's now dive into the two-sided swimming pool of doubt and faith through the chlorine filter of theology. So have we got any questions? Yes, Tom. What is God? Ah, what a, a biggest question of them all. Straight off the bat. Um, well, uh... Couldn't God be a, a fine spring morning at a National Trust stately home? Or or simply a scone shared between friends? I've been in the same synagogue since I was... Uh, I had my bris there, my mm. circumcision was there. Um, and Lionel actually was involved in it, in that he... So he's a very old man with big, very big jowls. Good, yeah. He's a very orthodox um, uh, Jew, and he, he's he got jowls that reach, kind of reach his nipples kind of thing. <laughs> and he doesn't, you know, he's he's just a guy. He's an old guy. And he, um, he, his job in synagogue is to shout out the instructions for the chauffeur being blown. The chauffeur is the ram's horn, which is blown at Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Anyway, Lionel... Me, Lionel and my dad kind of go back a bit and they've been at the same synagogue for a while. Lionel is very wanted to... We had a bunch of old siddhas, which are kind of prayer books at our house. And Lionel, uh, who's always, he's been a kind of character that me and my two brothers and sister talk about and can we kind of laugh both with and at, uh, at family dinners and stuff like that. He's, you know, he's doing fine. Don't worry about Lionel. But he came round to the house carrying a big stack of siddhas to give to my dad. And he knocked on the door, and my oldest brother, Josh, opened the door and saw Lionel, and Lionel was schwitzing, sh- as my dad would say, sweating. And get this, he was in casual clothes. So we'd only ever seen him in his synagogue suit. He was wearing, like, T-shirt and jeans. Oh, wow. He's, I, I, I mean, I think he might be in his hundreds now. <laughs> he's wearing a T-shirt and jeans. T-shirt and jeans. And he's, he's schwitzing. He's on the, the, we have, there's two steps going up the house. He's on the first one, and it looks like he's not going to make it up the second one. And this guy, he's swaying, he's so red. <laughs> he's got this enormous pile of And apparently, of books. my brother opened the door, my brother goes, Lionel! <laughs> like, he didn't know Lionel was coming around. He'd only ever seen this guy's next to And he goes, Lionel. And Lionel went, Water! <laughs> Water! Water! <laughs> and my brother went, What? And he went, 
Joshua, get the water! Get the water! And my brother was like, Lionel, I really don't know what you're talking about. And my brother said, are those sitters for, for me? Because he didn't hear what he's saying. Lionel then barges into the house. And my brother's like, Lionel's gone mad. <laughs> and he sits down in my dad's... Uh, as he sits down in my dad's... Kind of my dad's sort of study is just next to the door. He dropped all the sitters on the floor, which in Jewish tradition is very bad. You don't drop a sitter. And if you do... You, I think you, you, I mean, you're supposed to kiss the front of the book. And, and this is an orthodox guy. Seriously bad. Dropping yeah. a lot of sitters. Dropping, yeah, exactly. There are like eight or nine of them. So he, cla- he drops them. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, no! And, pa- and the no blends into a pain in his chest as well at the same time. Because he's going, no! No! And then as he goes to sit down, apparently my brother said he went, Baruch Hashem, which is like a start of some kind of prayer exclamation. I don't know. So anyway, he's in two minds as to whether to collapse or to or to apologize to God. Basically, <laughs> oh wow, he then collapses. He collapses very... into the chair. Collapses into the chair, and and my brother's like, apparently my brother said he had pressed nine and nine, but not yet the third one, just so he could quickly go, you know, because he's like he didn't know what to do. And then Lionel, it looks like he's recovering. He's kind of collapsed in the chair. He's calms down a bit. My brother's bought him some water. And everything's fine. And then my uh, my brother's about to be like, you know, maybe like maybe he's maybe he's dead. Maybe you know he's he's certainly about you know he's probably look yeah he's an know. old guy he's, he's had a big shock guy. he's had a big shock he's had a very big shock he's potentially been smoked smitten that God's potentially just well that that's the question I want to ask is that maybe the sitters being dropped just happened and then the heart problem was punishment for the dropping yeah. anyway he's on the thing and then and then he look he's in my dad's office and he looks up and he looks and he goes <gasps> he probably used to <gasps> he's very kind of these jowls are all over the place he's going like <gasps> anyway, it's not really like that but then he apparently he looks up and he looks in my brother's eyes and he's got these fierce big eyes he's a very short man as well he's like no taller than five one you know and but he's got big eyes but he's got big eyes and a massive face <laughs> And he apparently he looked at my brother. My, I th- my brother was like, "Oh, he's going to say, call my wife, call my, um, you know, call my kids, call the ambulance." And he went, and he looked up, and he looked to my dad's bookshelf, right, which is where my dad keeps all the sitters. And he went, apparently, he went, "Your father's sitters are out of date." <laughs> and then he stood up and walked out with the sitters on the floor. Oh my god! And then next time I saw him at synagogue. I mentioned it. He said, didn't, didn't know what I was talking about. Wow, I wow. said, Lionel, how are you? I came to my house and he went, I've never been to your house. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Yeah. Well, I wonder if he, I genuinely, um, I, I don't know, obviously, but if you said that it's a serious offense to, to drop the, but maybe he kind of he accepted he didn't on one level, but on another level, just, yeah. you know, just so erased the, that memory, well, you know, interesting it's, you it's say too that traumatic. Because in synagogue on the bimmer, which is the kind of stage when every, during the service, someone lifts up the Torah and everyone stands up and starts and says a prayer. And if the person drops the Torah, apparently you have to, if you're very orthodox, you have to fast for 40 days and 40 nights, i.e. die. Right. Whoa. So if they see someone tremoring, if you see a little kid has just been passes by mitzvah, he's too weak, and it's quite a big thing to lift up. Apparently, everyone a bit scared, they just turn away and look away because if you don't see it, it doesn't count. So <laughs> if you see if you see a bit of a weedy person, just sort of see people, just very very carefully, just put their hands over their eyes, little turn away, pretend to talk to their friend, so they don't see the drop. That's good. 
that's a good tradition. And yeah, no, I you think you don't yeah. get that in the St Mary's CV. You get those stupid stories about the mouse and the robin, the robin story. That's probably what is going on in synagogue, but it's in Hebrew, so I don't know what's going <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> <laughs> They're going, and now she's saying, like, the good Samaritan <laughs> didn't walk past. Yeah, it sounds better like that, though. Yeah, but... Than from some, like, yeah, doughy yeah. faced 25 year old <laughs> guy from fucking Kent. <laughs> so tell me, what did you make of the door? Um. To be honest, as a member of the Church of England, it rather offended my sensibilities. It was a, it was a bit much. Ah, oh, a bit much. Yeah, it was. All of you Anglicans are the same. A bit much. Oh, it was a bit much. I'm sorry. It was. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see when I saw the crucifixion. It's not part. I wasn't expecting just to see Jesus's intestines, generally around. Are you telling me you have never seen the innards of our Lord spill out onto his legs? That is not part of the story as I understand it. I mean, nor, nor is this ridiculous. You know, barbed wire that he's enmeshed in. The barbed wire? Yeah. You mean the crown of thorns digging into his brain? What? I mean, this is just... It's a violence that I've not seen before in this scene. I mean, next thing you're, you're going to tell me, oh, I have never seen the sharpened 12-foot spike make its way between the ribcage and the sternum of our Lord, puncture his left lung, and then bring it out onto the other side of his back. I cannot unsee that. All I mean is, my understanding of the crucifixion is a cross with Jesus on it, and he looks a bit sad. He, he looks a bit sad. Yeah, he kind of just goes He like, looks a bit sad. Yeah. He bled for you. Oh, I know. You know. I, I suppose you guys, you have, you have pretty good biscuits. Yeah, we do. You uh, a regular church goer? You're not a no. Don't really, don't really believe. I'll go. Well, as you know, Christmas Eve, of course, St Mary's, St Mary's Church. Yeah, always nice to see you there. It is. It's a strange thing they got going down there, isn't it? You've got the hymns. Great, love the hymns. That's why I'm there, really. The carols. Yeah, you've got the kids. You've got the kids reading out bits of the Bible, which is great. Some of them are cute as well. They're they, very they give cute. it a great. They give it. Yeah, a great, oh, the best is when good, they give it their best. When they shot, get to a know, word, swaddling. That word often can be. Swaydling. I've heard swayed a line coming out of coming <laughs> yeah. out of the kids' mouth. That's yeah. great. But then when the when the vicar does the I guess the, the lesson the mini lessons, the bit after each Bible reading, that is absolutely <sighs> crap. Yeah, like for so for example it would be you we've had the annunciation, we've had the you know, we've had chapter and verse of Gabriel yeah. visiting Mary. The vicar will get up and deliver her spin off story. Mary's story. I was so afraid that that's always I was so afraid that night. Wondering, oh, if I'd give birth to the Son of God. How could this be, since I have no man? (laughs) She said. Yeah. Um, And an angel came down, and I was full of, full of joy. And so a pattern gets established throughout the service. Joseph's story. We're going to get we're going to get the biblical story of Joseph and then we're going to have the vicar do the but spin-off. But the problem is, right? I get okay, Mary's story. That does make it more accessible. Yeah. Joseph's story. Okay, we're humanizing these people. This is not strict yeah. scripture. I mean, we're completely course, but... dislocating the Bible from its kind of cultural context. But okay, you know, that's what Christianity is. Uh, yeah. It's the 21st century now. Maybe we do have to do that. Yeah, if you don't want to do that, then be Jewish. Uh, so, you know, we're doing that. That's fine. I'm prepared for that. But then the donkey story. All we're going from, we've got the scripture is just, they were in a stable. That's what we've got. And, it, and the floodgates open. The donkey story. Again, I was terribly cold or I was scared. And then I saw the baby. 
Then how can I help? Yeah. I'll bring him some straw. Okay. Then the cat story. The cat's gonna bring some straw. And then I'm surprised that Jesus doesn't drown in a fucking pile of straw because you got the. They're bringing more or less straw based on how big they are. They're all coming. The mouse. Yep. It was such a cold night. It's always, it's always like, oh, and I was so snuggly in the end with Jesus in the fucking. The they robin. Pay, yeah. What's a robin doing in in Palestine? I don't know. Well, he's he's happy. He's there, and he brings a bit of wisp of straw. The, the, for me, I I only actually had a problem when animals stories started to outnumber actual biblical characters by a ratio of three or four to one. And in my head, the 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 stables becoming pretty intense pretty crowded yeah full of anthrop full of anthropomorphic you know animals yeah. who can i mean I, for, I don't know what was weird about it but it, it is the case that for some reason i was more i thought it was more ridiculous that the vicar claimed to know the mind of an animal than it did that she claimed to know the mind of god yeah that's her job that's what separates you she's she, she's already got a tough job yeah. right which is claiming to know the mind of god <laughs> And she's really, she's just saying, you know what? I'll have that and then some. I don't know. I know what animals think. Too. I know what I know what pretend anthropomorphized animals from the past think. Are they? Luckily, they're all they're all they all they're uniformly positive verdict on the nativity yeah, from these speaking, animals. Speaking in English, she could. I mean, she doesn't try to speak in tongues in mouse Aramaic, Aramaic, How would an Ar- Aramaic mouse think? Like a like a sort of English person from the home counties, it it, it turns out, <laughs> which is good. Um, but I mean, what if it goes? We, we, that's not the smallest organism on this planet, mate. It goes lower than that. We get smaller than we we go like, yeah, the amoeba, the amoeba story. The amoeba. I was terribly cold that night. I was as I as I was lounging on that cow pat. <laughs> But and then, then the baby, the baby came. was born. And then the baby was born. What does the amoeba do though? Because that's it's got to follow. The amoeba has to. He sidles up. He sidles up to Jesus. That makes it sound like he's about to sell him something. <laughs> oh, I sidle up to Jesus. Well, they can't do. That's the only no. way they they can only sidle really in the way they move. Well, they are all sides. They're a circle. <laughs> they sidle around. So he sidles up to Jesus. Well, you know, it's like what um, what can I give him? Poor that I am. If I were a shepherd. I'd give a lamb. Of being a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But I'm an amoeba, so I'll break off my ectoplasm and feed it to you. And that's what Jesus does in some traditions. So, uh, that, was, that was good to talk about something different, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really nice. And it was cool to, um, nice bumping into Sam. Yeah, seen him yeah. Yeah, and it was good to, you know, we avoided talking about animals completely. So, that's a lot of my mind, you know. Yeah, I do like animals. Oh, same. Yeah, you what, got you, to, haven't you? Yeah, what's your favourite? Mine? Yeah. Probably a dog. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I saw actually the other night, I watched this film. It's called Air Bud. Basically, there's this uh, dog, and this mean clown owns him, but then he runs away, and this little boy kind of adopts the dog. But then the, the dog learns how to play basketball. Oh, great. And he tries out for the school team, oh. and they're both on the team. Anyway, they have to do this big school championship, and in the final match, the clown comes back. And they have a judge has to come, so they have to decide who the dog's going to belong to. Anyway, there's this big basket. Mm-hmm.